Valentine's Day. Happy VD. <laughs> Sounds like a drug or an STD. <laughs> it used to be venereal disease. Okay. <laughs> Well, syphilis is on the rise, guys. Oh, so dear. there you go. Oh, Wee. my gosh. Like, yeah, we can't. I can't even. I, I can't. I, I'm like, oh. I just told Audra a story that we will not share repeat. and repeat because we're still processing and uh, yuck. 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 Yeah. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagood. And my name is Audra Watley. And clink, clinkity clink yeah. in the background is Clackety Nico. Clack. That's Nico. She needs her nail strand. Yeah. She's got the clackety clack. Oh, well, she just likes to dance it out. Yeah. But, yeah. So you had a very eventful afternoon going to see a fun wild movie, which I just <laughs> now was introduced to the trailer, and I think I peed myself just <laughs> a smidgen. So I might have to do the same, like, bring a diaper to the movie bit, like, when we went to go see Joe Coy, because I think I might die Yeah, watching that, so. <laughs> and I believe you said you did your old lady drive heave, <laughs> like, laugh. <laughs> you got to yeah. the whispering wind of the vocal cords. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was pretty funny. Yeah. So do not eat. Do not eat when you go see... Anyone but you. Anyone but you. Okay, so make yeah. sure you eat all of your food in the. Uh, I was gonna say don't don't, don't get the popcorn <laughs> or eat it or in the, the soda. The soda will come out of your nose. <laughs> Ow! Hey, <laughs> <a> sizzle. <laughs> it's not a pleasant experience. That's I didn't too- have it today, but I have before. <laughs> not a pleasant experience. Only, I don't think I've only done that once. Oh, I was a kid, but still. Okay. Frozen Dr. Pepper is not nice when it comes out, you know. Frozen Dr. Pepper. <laughs> not like a slushy frozen? No, I think it was just in too cold of a fridge. And that it was frozen, it was, like, and yeah. icy? Okay. Because yeah. I was sitting, I was thinking for a second, like, wait a second. Now, there's so many drinks and foods that, like, kids have access to today that, like, did not exist when we were children. No, I mean, but but like the slushy, icy things from yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even the flavors like of had, the slushy, icy things they didn't they only had two. Yeah, they had the red, the blue, and the Coca Cola. Yeah, well, and Coca Cola was a new addition. Yeah, like that was a big deal when they came out with the Coca Cola. Or do you remember when they came out with Coca Cola vanilla, vanilla flavor? They had a vanilla flavored. I, I've never been a big Coke fan, so I. I mean, I kind of do, but yeah. not really. But it was, cra- but it was crazy. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things. I was even, like, I was kind of reflecting over some of the foods and candies and things that are out there now that, like, we I've never gotten to try because of food sensitivities. Like, yeah. um, what is that? Trig donuts? Trig dunkets? I don't know. It's like Tridunkins or something like that. Or is that a turdunk? Is that, like, a bird? Where you put oh. a bird inside a bird. I haven't done that. But then there's also the a croissant so, that's a donut and oh. like cronut. A cronut. Yeah. Cronut. See, I don't even know the names for like these things. <laughs> Turducken? That's like a turkey and a duck and a chicken. Yeah, that I could eat. <laughs> I was going to say, it's I can fun. eat those. I just don't think I'd trust how people cook them. I, and I don't know why I think I trust myself in cooking it, but but I do know like there's different foods and drinks that they have nowadays that are just like very different and weird and unique and mm-hmm. you know yeah some of it I was like 
I have no interest, but I do want to at least try a, try a bite. Yeah. To see what the hell that is. Mm. And what it is, like, I don't know. I don't know either. There's lots of things that I'm just like, who came up with that and why? Oh, I do that over, um, oh, damn. What was that one food? It was um, Flamin' Hot Cheetos came out with a box mac and cheese. Ugh. That sounds disgusting to me. And then they also came out with like three or four different normal foods that like are flavored to the flaming Hot Cheetos. And like I look at it and I literally feel like my arteries have turned into plastic. Because I think like I if I swallow that it will just put a lining of plastic all over my body. <laughs> and I will just become a partial Barbie. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. A sagging Barbie. (laughs) A sagging partial Barbie? A a sagging plastic Barbie. Because the plastic would not be able to uplift anything. And so, therefore, (laughs) it would just go (laughs) and melt. And that's how Uh you get a plastic. Well, at least that would bring some reality. (laughs) Touche. Touche. Speaking of food, I thought it was very cute because my, um, Kai is like, he's seven and he, you know, get is gets very into birthdays and holidays and, you know, he likes to count down and he likes the excitement, which I love because I too also enjoy it, but I also am not like over theatrical, but he's like over theatrical. So of course we had Presley's first birthday and then that was a big deal because anytime he walked in the room, everyone would be like, happy birthday presley and then he's like such a dumb dog that he's sitting there like love what okay i'll take it why is everybody happy (laughs) like and then he just walks (laughs) off into the next room and then like of course you know last night all kai could say right before bed was like tomorrow's valentine's tomorrow's valentine's thinking he's all excited about getting treats and things or whatever, which I just got like a cute little heart box or whatnot and do kind of more simplistic. But no, he wanted to give the dogs their lipstick cookies and he wanted to color his Valentine box for school. And then of course, like some, some concoction that my husband and him are up to is like them preparing whatever they're doing for the girls because over the last couple years like he'll take him with and they'll go and be like this is for the girls we have to go do this for the girls and so then he gets all excited so this morning before school it was all like the faces of ooh, i can't wait for tomorrow like tonight's tonight we're doing something we're not telling you what it is kind of thing and I looked in the freezer and saw all kinds of different meat cuts. And um, you can't hide it when my husband went to the grocery store yesterday to, like, get his supplies and went to a store that he doesn't normally go to and spent about the same amount that we would spend at dinner, if not more. And then it dawned on me that our new favorite restaurant that we like to go to, I think they were trying to do a replica of that at At home, home. Oh, that's cool. Which is super cute. But then I also realized that it's the same price. So then I said, you know what? Now I'm never going to be upset about going out to eat because, one, we can have the home experience and we can go out to eat and not have to do anything. And it's like... (laughs) And you don't have to clean it up. Yeah. (laughs) But there's no leftovers. But so cute that, like, the two of them have, like, created this plan. And then he's probably super stoked about it because my son's it's his favorite, like, place to eat. And then it's really cute that they're doing 
An at-home version. An at-home version. That's cool. Yeah. Although, but we don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't put it together, even (laughs) though I've seen all the food in the refrigerator. (laughs) But I do love the fact that, like, bringing it home and doing, doing it, like, our kind of way and then allowing... You know, me to just be like, you know what, this is kind of nice because then we can have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. of doing those types of things. But it's it's quite cute. That's sweet. They very 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 sweet. And then my afternoon was primarily spent by randomly swinging by a CVS because I needed to get some new face powder. And then it dawned on me, I think I might need brushes. And then I'm like, holy fucking shitballs, there are way too many brushes and, like, things of what they do to the face. And then, like, here you have, like, I just learned about makeup primer, but then there's, like, seven different primers. And then there's seven different things. And then, like, and I'm sitting here like, what has happened to makeup world? Like, yeah. makeup world's crazy. I mean, I love it because I'm like, okay, cool. Like, at least, you know, we're looking taking more care of our face and things like that. But, like, I need an instruction manual. I need someone to hold my hand when I go into the store because I'm sitting there, like, here's a brush that has three brushes, and it's, like, $20, but it, like, only hits certain things. And then you go over, and then there's a whole packet for your eyes. And I'm, like, I think I just use like two brushes and that's it <laughs> for my eyes and I'm like oh my gosh so I'm, I'm sitting here like looking at all this shit and I'm like why do they have to make it so freaking stressful like I just I why need... does it have to be so hard it's hard you, you just have the one that you go to everything and it's fine right well and even better <laughs> is that Rudy, well and the funny part is Rudy was watching a TikTok the other day on makeup application it, my face exactly so I was sitting there like why the hell is he so I looked at him I was like why the hell are you watching like a, are you watching a TikTok on makeup and he's just like yeah but watch and then I was like what are you talking about so then like here this woman's doing her you know her makeup or foundation her layering or whatever well she kind of has more of like a plastered face like it's more you know Hey, like eyebrow, like all the different things is kind of caked on. Like I call that caked on. Apparently just powder is called cake. But like, but, but she, but she's got like, it's like she frosted it onto her face. Right. And it like, it looked pretty, but it clearly also looked very done up. Right. So then I really was trying to focus on like, oh my gosh, what are we, where are we like going to focus on things? And, um, when I ended up looking at, like her face, then she ends the video of what she looked like without the makeup. It's like you, not even the same person. It is not the same person. Yeah. On top of it, you never even put two and two together. So then I said to Rudy, I'm like, holy crap. Like, okay, one, I don't want a plastered face, like with all the things on it. On right. it. But then second of all, like, how do you know what you get anymore? Like when people are dressing up, all crazy and then you got like their makeup face plastered on like you know it's like oh you go to bed with one person you wake up with somebody else <laughs> or you go to bed with one person and you wake up with the person like all over your bed because <laughs> <laughs> they had to take off all the layers here's, here are the boobs here's the bra here's the here's the, the like up is smeared from one right. side to the other <laughs> and then here's the internal girdle that they had to plaster onto their body oh and just be like hey what's happening here and yeah so like i don't 
don't know what's happening with the world. It makes me want to cry a little bit because I, I there's a learning curve that's not taught. Yeah, there wasn't one you know one advertisement for some sort of makeup, and it's like they put on. I guess they put on the primer, and then they put on whatever this makeup is on top, and they're all talking about, oh look, I look airbrushed, and I'm like, isn't that the thing that they do to the pictures after they take them? <laughs> And I think I'm pretty sure when I was younger, and you wanted a French cut nail, they used to airbrush them on your nail. Yeah, right, and that's what they do like with tans. That's what yes, <laughs> airbrushing apparently is now just a technique used on everything. everything. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't you know, know, you got your you got your freaking wall that's like, like I I grew up with people that did cars, and so the airbrush was like how they painted cars. Yes. <laughs> So airbrush is just paint. So like paint your face and call it a day and be a different human. But the human. point was, it was kind of like the face was so covered that it wasn't even. I, I mean, I, I mean, like literally, it went from being like you know wrinkles and somebody in their sixties to looking like they were in their thirties. And I'm just like, okay. I, first of all, can I even believe what I see on the screen? Or is it AI generated? Or is it like literally they're plastering something on so thick that these poor men out there really think they're getting a 30-year-old when they're getting somebody that's 60? I don't know. But but they're doing it the same opposite way too, though. They're taking the like 15-year-old teeny bopper and then they're making her look like she's freaking 30. Yeah. And then... But that's always been that way. True. But like, I mean, you used to be able to tell to a certain degree. Like, Mm. because like... I don't know. I don't Some know. of those girls already looked kind of, and still, unless unless it was the woman with the old face. Yeah. Like, and what I mean by that is like, um, what is that actress's name? Um, Kate Blanchett. She always had. She has an older look. She always has looked forty, even when she was twenty. She just she had the structure of her face is one of those like classic acting like structural faces, theatrical faces. To which it didn't matter when she was twenty, when she's thirty, when she's forty. She'll still look forty. And she, I'm sure she'll look 40 when she's 80. Like, okay. you know, so she just has one of those looks. Yeah. And there's there's a rare amount of people that have that. But it's just, I don't know, the world is changing. I am, like, just gripping on. And then I just told my husband, I was like, you know what? I definitely want to be able to get a makeover. But I don't want to go in and have a young person. I want to go to a youthful person that knows more about face care, coloring, texture all that stuff like and be able to apply it to my ease of I don't want to do shit so like so I want someone that's young enough to know that but then I and but I don't want someone young enough to plaster shit on and make me an anime character right is that too much to ask I want the I want the burlesque makeup lesson that Cher did to uh freaking Christina Aguilera where she you know it's like her you know, her first lesson getting her makeup. She's like, oh, well, that brush isn't working right because you didn't wet it. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're supposed to wet brushes? I didn't know that. And that movie was made 10 fucking years ago. Like Longer than that. Yeah. Well, okay. Longer than that. Whatever. I watch yeah. it like every, my, yeah, every day with my kid. Burlesque. Burlesque? Have you not? Do we not? Is that the name of the movie? Yeah. I thought it was like, isn't that Moulin Rouge? No. No, or Moulin Rouge one. is different. Moulin uh, Rouge was... Um, okay. Oh, my God. Uh, married to Tom Cruise, blonde. As, as, uh, was she Australian? Nicole yeah, Nicole Kidman. Alicia, oh, okay. our backstage manager, just told us it was <laughs> Nicole Kidman. So, 
Yeah, our producer is here, and so yeah. we will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she, she most likely is going to end up. in and is like, by the way, by the way, by the way. Yeah, so Nicole Kidman and then Tom Cruise, which I believe Tom Cruise has a new girlfriend who looks yes. like she's like 16 and a model. Yeah. Well, she's older than that, but yeah. She still looks young. She's she's still looks young. I just was like, I've gotten, I guess they got approval from Scientology to announce I, I just heard that he was so heartbroken after Katie Holmes that he really just hasn't dated or I haven't looked seen into him. anything I haven't seen him. since then. So I haven't seen him date anybody yeah. since then, which is kind of cute. Yeah. So, but I know. Wah, wah, wah. All in, all in good all, time. All into the stuff, right? Mm. Yeah. You know what? And that just kind of proves to me that, like, when people are, like. You know, certain people that actually have a really good bond and a really good, you know, whatever. And I don't know anything about their relationship, but it was almost like it was the conformity and the community to which they were submerged in that created rule structures that created a division within the relationship. That's what I witnessed. I so, have no idea. Yeah. And I'm like, anything that's on I systematic don't pay that control. Much it's, I I don't either, and actually, Rudy's is very happy about AI possibly taking over for movies because, <laughs> <laughs> like, so like I because then you could create a really wild story and <laughs> and have your favorite people in it too, and <laughs> yeah, but I'm like anti about the like, hey, you shouldn't be able to take my face and put it somewhere, and then like me not have approval or say right. like that. I'm t- firmly against. Right. But then when I mentioned some of the Hollywood like drama around it and like some of the strikes that had occurred in regards to that it was hilarious because rudy was sitting there and he was just giggling and i was just looked at him and was like why are you giggling he's like no one should be paid that much yeah. <laughs> and he's like for acting like and so his issue was i'm totally fine with the destruction of hey we need to get to honoring our community on a pay scale to do the things that need to be done and honor workmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Not only should actors not get paid that much, professional professional football players and things like that. I mean, I realize that their health span is shorter because of the damage that's done to their bodies, but the ungodly amount of money that they make mm-hmm. to play sports but it's not even it, it's all not the whole even, t- it's not even the whole team it's, it's the only the starlights yeah i mean it's it's just and two it's kind of like i don't i don't know it's like i've always had a problem with that because of other than the entertainment purpose for the people that are like highly in, entertained by whatever sport it is which i've never been a big sports fan watcher i'll completely admit to that but just the amount of money that they make i'm like that amount of money could go so far to our teachers and our police or fire or, you know, people that actually save lives mm-hmm. on a daily basis or that educate our future. You know, it's like, what? Ugh. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, for example, Dan Marino. Now, the only reason why I bring up Dan Marino is, one, I never even knew who he was until Ace Ventura. <laughs> so Ace Ventura with Jim, Jim Carrey... Doing like, ha, 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 in like, you know, all of the different theatrics he did. Or he'd be like, and he's making all these random things, okay? One, I totally align with him on some level because 
I can be that weird and like <laughs> random. But at the same time, like in that movie, they highlighted a specific team. Like he was a head quarterback. Like he did all of his famous things or whatever. Okay, his time was done. Like that was like late 80s, early 90s. But then he, they still use him for commercials. And if he shows up, he makes a shit ton of money for just doing a commercial. And it's not, I'm not trying to denounce like the hard work and dedication that he's had. And I'm sure, you know, there's the fame, like consequences of being in the limelight. But at the same time, it goes back to what are we teaching society and our children in their future careers? We're almost creating distractions away from them finding their purpose. Distractions away from them getting to their true soul self. What they came down to this life experience. You know, like, what it, what does Lee Harris call it? Um, earth school, right? Yeah, earth right? School. So, like, if we're down here for earth school and how to function and find our purpose and do, like, what we are meant here to do, isn't showboating and limelighting celebrities, like, yeah, they sell tickets. You feel a shit ton. You get it. The greediness of like corporations and things. But when it comes down to it, then we're sending a message to our kids to be stars or display themselves in a certain way, shape, or form that like there's not a lot of moral coding to it. You know, doing a commercial for pills or doing a commercial for a car or something of that nature that has nothing to do with soul and it doesn't have anything to do with like authenticity of self yeah i i hear what you're saying and at the same time i kind of go you know maybe part of their purpose is to bring light bring entertainment bring love or happiness you know i don't i don't know you know i do enjoy the real stories yeah i do i love movies that are the real stories real life stories well, and, you know, it's like actors specifically, it's like they have this ability to take on a role um, and, like, literally make people believe that it's real, even though it's fiction. You know, so it's funny, interesting you said that because I wrote another quote down last night. So um, I wrote another happy qu- original quote down last night. And it, well, well, it wasn't too rut row. It was literally a one liner. Like it, okay. was, it was a one liner with no lecture. Um, it was literally just literally this is all it was. Put your power into your words. Mm. And it was we were watching my daughter and I were watching um a show and the way that the lines were delivered it was so believable i mean it you could feel the energy and then it kind of took me into that mode of you know what like the reason why a lot of these act some of these actors and actresses are so good is because they allow the emotions to pour through them they're putting power into their work into right. their words they emote Exactly. And so like in the, like in in doing so, I started thinking like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I need to put more power into my words because I find that when I do I'm just being real and clear, but I'm putting passion and heart behind it. There's mm-hmm. connectivity. So, one, people automatically connect with me on an authentic level because they know I'm exposing my heart and my true emotional emotions behind it Mm -hmm. but then at the same time 
there's a lot of people out there that aren't putting that power and that connectivity behind their words. They're mm-hmm. saying it. They might say it in a theatric way that sounds good, but the really, really good actors and actresses of the world put power behind their words. The good speakers put power behind their words. Right. Like, they're so even... They tell a good story. Exactly. Yeah. And, and for me, like, I understand that some people's talents are that like that's what they are good at and it allows them to reach people to another level just like music right you know the music artist that creates the music like and they make a shit ton of money too and i don't want to harp down on art and -hmm. creativity i want to embrace that like if you can make the money on that good for you but what i do want us to be more mindful about is what we're teaching our kids in the reality that not everyone's going to become a superstar or youtube face YouTube sensation you know like when my kid is starting to say I don't think I want to have kids at the age of seven because all the money goes to the kid uh why would you think that one I don't know why he thinks that and two why would you think there's not meaning and purpose like your children are an investment in the future so you put money into them so that they have opportunity and growth and expansion. You know, it's like I look at that as an invest an investment. That's like I never I looked at him after he said that and I said, "That's funny because I never felt bad about spending any a single dime on you guys." Yeah. Like mommy may get stressed about money, but not when it is about doing what you guys need. But you know, maybe he came in with that. It's like maybe he came in with and it's just occurring to him to speak it out put words to it that he didn't really want mm-hmm. a family. It's he like, may not. He may not. Yeah. You know, he may change his mind at 15. I, Let's hope not. <laughs> but it's, but it's interesting. But, I mean, like, you know, it's, but, but you know, it's like I, I watched my niece and my niece is um, six, well, she's 16, mm-hmm. about to be 17. And she's like, I don't even think she wants to be in a relationship. I mean, she doesn't want to be in a relationship. She doesn't want kids. She doesn't want to get married. She's like, oh, heck no. I am not doing any of that. Well, little Rudy's like that right now. It's yeah. kind of like that right now at 26. Yeah. The fact that Kai's saying, like, I don't want kids at seven. Right. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I wonder what, like, perception. But then he goes, he you know, he tells his sister that he wants to be a, YouTube, a YouTuber. Yeah. And he can make all his money on YouTube. My nephew says that, too. Yeah. And he's... 13 now but he's he's like i want to be an influencer and i'm like well what are you going to influence and he's like just people <laughs> and right. i'm like well, well what's okay. the message yeah well exactly. what's the message and, and what he's are... like i don't know <laughs> but see, and that's the kind of my thing is like then you have this whole next generation of people that just record themselves doing weird stuff like have you have you heard of the um i don't know what they're called but i like i when i think of them i go the beep beep boop boop, boop people so they're apparently, yeah, right. which could be also RTD2, but like, I don't think there was a reference to it. But apparently there are people that go live every day for two, three hours every day, and they like sit and record themselves. And the people that are watching them will tell them to do something like a, um, almost like a video game avatar. So they're pretending to be an avatar and like 
like you would with the button, and then the person would be like, run, cowboy, or something like that. And then they'd go, another, please. Like, like they'd have a character trait that the avatar says, and apparently they'd go live, and then all they do is just do that. So, like, for two, three hours, they're just like, run, cowboy, another, please. Run, cowboy, run, cowboy, another, please. Like, and, like, they wow. make, like, thousands I'm sure they make more than that, which is ridiculous. Which kind of, like, it kind of scares me a little bit on the aspect of, like, where's everybody's brains going? But I've always thought that. (laughs) (laughs) It's no different from a usual day in my world. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what are they thinking? Yeah. You know? Everything from getting on the highway. (laughs) The way that people get on the highway. Yeah. To things I see in their grocery baskets. I'm like, what are they thinking? But do you think that has to do with enhancement of education of the human brain? Or do you think it's also, or do you think it's something to do with aging and perspective? Like, or do you think it's a combination of both? Which part? I mean, like, the the wondering what they're thinking or... The well, like if they're in the grocery store and they're buying stuff to like buying shit, and I'm like, oh my god, they still sell those. That yeah, I didn't even know that company still made X Y Z, right? Like on that stuff, I think that has to do with more poor education within society, buying what you learned from like habit yeah. trends within the family, right? Like right. you know, like we always use Tide. Got it. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking at it more on that aspect where when people do are saying, hey, I have no problem going live for three hours and going beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Like, yeah. okay, you may have made $2,000, but like how much of your brain did you lose during that three hours? Hmm. Well, you know, they're just playing a role. Like an actor? Mm-hmm. And exactly. making a shit ton of money. And making a shit ton of money. But then, like, where does the, like, moral coding come in? Because, like, I, like, I've thought about this, and I've been like, okay, you know what, with my energy, my puzzles, and all the stuff, if I, like, put invested time into acting or whatever, yeah, I could have been, like, I could have done something with it. But my moral coding's there. I, like, can't, like, I would not be okay with someone paying me to do a commercial for something that no one has in their right mind should be getting. Like, doing so, a movie but, is different. Telling a story in the movie is different. But, like, but here's doing the thing. a commercial. It's kind of like you, they all have say in what they do. Right? Free choice. Right. Right. They all have free choice. It's like if somebody says, hey, do you want to do this commercial? They can say yes or no. Right. Okay. And so it's kind of like. So they didn't want to be Joey and be known for having herpes or whatever. What was the what was the commercial on the subway that I was going to say for him? It was totally a desperation. I need money. I need money now. So I'll just I'll take whatever role they'll give me. And so it still was a yes. It was so a choice of yes. yes. You know, it, he wasn't a victim in that. He was totally like. Hell freaking yeah. Yeah. I'll do a commercial. Yay. Absolutely. How much are you going to pay me for it? Touche. Yeah. And with and with other people, and I guess that's true. It's like people do have the freedom to choose how they want to live their life because wealth and worth is different to other things. So, right. But then, I don't, I guess, I don't know. There's a lot of ways in where I've come far 
a long, like I've come a long, like a far, far from where I've been. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'm, I guess I get stuck on the like, I don't understand why someone would not choose to evolve or enhance themselves. Maybe they have. And we just don't know it. And they're just where they are. Okay. Right. You know, because it's like we all have a progression at some way or some other. Right. And in that progression, it's like we can either say we've come far or we're in the process of learning something and it may look like we were going backwards. <laughs> but the progression is still there. It's like everything exists to like teach us something. I agree with that. Or to have the experience of something. Uh-huh. What I don't understand is like when people continue to have the same experience over and over and over and over and over and over and over like a freaking broken record and they don't want to learn from it or they don't that choose one to I learn get. from it. That one I understand. I was explaining this to someone this morning and the reason that I came up with was the comfortability mm-hmm. in choosing what was familiar. Right. Versus versus staying or put, stepping into something bigger than themselves or something they don't understand. Right. And so and and actually it was interesting because I was I was talking with this person about um, you know how they kind of had predicted what was anticipated five months prior mm-hmm. and then they like they had they had kind of voiced it from the very 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 beginning. And they brought it up simultaneously, like being like, I know this is going to happen, da 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 But then like, you know, brushed it off because it would cause added stress or overthought or blah, blah, blah. And then it would go down a rabbit hole. And so I would recommend like, hey, why don't we not think ahead? Let's just stay focused on, you know, what we know. Mm-hmm. And then as we come to it, her timeline is coming to exactly what she anticipated and so then I responded back, isn't it so nice and less stressful when your intuition is correct and you don't have to overthink things? And she immediately was like, whoa, like it was like a brain thing. And I go, oh, that worked for you? Okay. I thought that was pretty simplistic. She's like, that that was a big one. And I was like, huh, I still got it. Sweet. Like, <laughs> Right. But But then we went into the discussion of, you know, when you start overthinking and you're going, you're like getting stuck into your ego, like you're stuck into your crown chakra, like you constantly are overthinking that sometimes it's hard to connect and hear from your intuition to like mm-hmm. even ha- have it have a voice. And so then she was kind of comparing, well, you know, there are times that I thought I was listening to my intuition and then like it drove me crazy. I was like, no, because you kept spiraling in your head. So you, you silenced any intuition that you would have received because you... We're constantly in overdrive in one activity that other sides couldn't speak up and be heard, and everything was in disalignment. Yeah. And so then when I was explaining that, then she kind of started to put two and two together, and then I kind of brought in and I said, like, you know, certain people have tendencies to mimic a, a type of behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like somebody that, you know, you see that's grumpy, grumpy girls and rah, 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 and they're always angry. And then you have the person that's always like, you know, oh, so frazzled and da, 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 da. And I said, do you notice how people have a tendency to mimic a certain type of persona on a, like on a regular, you know, when, when something goes unexpected, oh my gosh, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm literally like, and they just go crazy. And then the next minute they're like, I'm pissed. 
Like, and so they like fluctuate right in between these two things. And it's like, well, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of fear and control issues going on with that. And, you know, and honestly, they're getting so wrapped into their emotions that they're not, they're like swept into their ego that's distracting them from true self and distracting them from being able to hear their intuition or even to try and evolve away from those patterns. Plus, it's familiar. Right. Like, they've been doing it their whole life, so it's, well, it's like they're they used a, to that. They have a, a habit of it. And so, you know, one of the ways it's been said before is, like, the the neurons that wire together fire together. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're in, you know, something happens, and then you do the same exact reaction that you've done to everything else for your entire life. Because whatever, when you were three, four, five, that's the program you set up. Every time you saw a horse, you went, ah! ah! Right? Um, the way that I although just, I don't do that, the, I love horses. Yeah, I love horses. They don't always love me, and I don't mean that they don't love me. They would love to love me, but they make me itch and sneeze and Are whatever. you allergic to horses? I am. <gasps> Stop it! I, don't I that, did not know this. I, did, I don't know if it's horses specifically or if it's hay, but I mean, I will break out in hives and Stop my eyes are swell up and all kinds of crazy. <gasps> so well, that goes one of my anyway, plans. That's okay. Fuck. I'll still ride them. I just have to wash my hands and not touch anything. Um. <laughs> so we just wrap you up in like bubble wrap and or like saran wrap. Them. I just can't pet them and then, you know, do something stupid like scratch my face. <laughs> I think I want to make you an outfit that is a human glove. <laughs> and it would kind of look like a onesie, but it would still have the texture of <laughs> At a least glove. You say condoms. <laughs> A body condom. <laughs> I, did. I didn't go there. But yes, not far from not that. Not far from that. Not far from that. But, but I won't okay. make it bubble up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Rewind. You know? So the way, the way that I describe what you were talking about is kind of like, you know, intuition comes from our spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, however it disseminates that information to us, whether it's in the thought, uh, you know, in our mind or in our emotions or in our you know, just the way we feel, the way that we experience it in our body, whatever it is, it's kind of like, I think of those bodies as not separate because we have, you know, all of it in one place, Mm -hmm. but it's like when the mind is arguing with the heart or the emotions, right? It's like when those two things aren't in alignment with each other, that disconnect there almost creates like a barrier or a block Mm -hmm. um, to it, you know, actually even filtering down into the energetic and the physical body. And so it's like when you get those five bodies in alignment, spirit communicates so much clearer to the physical body. But like I said, when you're arguing, when your mind is arguing with your heart or your mind body is arguing with your emotional body. Well, and then how funny it is that so many people that are experiencing some of their physical issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's because they're not even, they're not connected to be able to hear. It's almost like the body could have spoken to them or had been speaking to them, but they weren't in a place to receive the messaging to where, oh crap, now you got bigger problems that have just been piling on top of piling and top of piling. Well, and it's, it's, I, I think that it's like, you know, the human condition, that's like something happens and we are, we automatically go into reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it actually takes effort and work and noticing you know, what was said, what was done, the reaction, and then what that takes you back to in your childhood to mm-hmm. actually start to reprogram or recreate. It's like how you want to be moving forward. Right. But most people, until they have started really paying attention and doing that sort of work, 
It's like they just keep continuing the same patterns over and over and over again, you know, partially because they're comfortable, partially because that's what they know, but it's not a conscious choice. It's a, it's in their subconscious, right? It's just kind of like, this is, this is what, this is not a conscious choice. Yeah. It's what they attract, not consciously. No one goes, I want the chaos. I mean, they might, but no one like wants those reactions, especially when it hurts their feelings or, you know, breaks up relationships or whatever it is. Nobody wants to attract that. But at the same time, it's like they attract those same things over and over and over again. It's just a different face. Right. And they do that because it's in their subconscious, not in their conscious mind. And the only way to reprogram that is to become aware of it, to bring it to the forefront. Well, and I always sit there and think like nobody, you know, when you have the friend that's the over theatrical friend, mm-hmm. not me. I mean, like actually theatrical, like, <laughs> oh my God, my mouth hurts. I like hurt myself. Like the, like the very. I, I don't have friends like that. Well, I, I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't either. I don't have friends like but that. I, but I know some of our <laughs> listeners have come across those people yeah. where I'm hoping that our listeners are the ones that I roll with some of those <laughs> people, but all with perfect grace and perfect timing and compassion and all the, all the good things. But I always think of like that individual who keeps repeating those same cycles of like, you know, I I almost want to say theatrical drama within their experiences. Some because they may be needing the attention to fill a void that never was filled when they were a child. Right. Um, And it's not like they're going out and they want to have people do eye rolls to them or not even consider their emotions as legitimate emotions or Or feelings. Exactly. Like they didn't ask to do that. It's just like, that's what they got. Like they got into that cycle at some point in their life because that then they, attracted some kind of attention that at least then someone paid attention to them, you know? And so, well, it's like they, they create a habit at some point in their life that whatever the situation is, whatever the drama Mm -hmm. perception is that they're creating, got them what it was that they wanted. It got them a payoff. Yeah. And that, you know, they continue to recreate that because there's a payoff, you know, it's like it gives them that dopamine hit that they're like, Woohoo, that felt good. Yeah. Even though they're like totally in there, oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world and it's awful and I'm just whatever. Well, and all I can think of when you're talking is about kids that have temper tantrum in the middle of a store and then they're walking out with their lollipop licking it at the end of it and they're totally like happy and satisfied because they got whatever the fuck they wanted because they had a freaking meltdown. Yeah. And so, and that, I, so, <laughs> there was a commercial at one point. I don't know if you remember this one, but it was totally like, you know, the kid like started pitching a temper tantrum and got down on the floor and was like kicking and screaming. And the mom like looked at him and got down on the floor next to him and was kicking and screaming. And the kid was like, wait, what's happening here? That was me. That was, I was that and, type of parent. And, and then they both stood up and like straightened their shirts and walked off. <laughs> right? Like that totally would have been me. That is yeah. what, that is how I parent. I had, I mean, yeah. actually I didn't, I, I don't think I've had to do that much to my kids, mm-hmm. but like even complete strangers, children's and like, you know, Hey, they're in the middle and you can see the parents face in desperation of, Oh my God, I can't get my kid to calm the fuck down. And Oh my, like, they're like, they're trying to do all the, like all the things or whatever. And like, they could be a perfect stranger. And I'd be like, ah! like right in the kid's face. And then they like stopped and they're like what like and then I was just like and then I'm like and then the parent would look at me like 
holy crap, that worked. And I'm like, you're welcome. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I have done that before. Where it's like... Random baby. <laughs> like, and they just, and they stop completely. <laughs> like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> what is right with her? Exactly. How am I going to interpret well, that? I was going to say, but the baby was like, what is wrong with her? Oh, wait, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. Like, dang it, she saw me. She debunked my programming that I wanted. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Now I gotta pick another one. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. <sighs> Babies. Whee! They need to go embrace the experience with everybody else. Yep. In the world. I don't blame it on the babies. I'm like, quit pinching that baby. No, it's not the baby's fault. It never was. It was never. It was never the baby's. Just fault. like surround that baby with some love and light and happy vibes. And just and let it'll them, stop crying. Right, and just let it be express itself and be what it is. When we were, t- when we took a short break in between here, even though you guys should not know that we took a short break because if yeah. we did it right. You shouldn't. Have, you, you wouldn't have even ooh, known that we met. Left. Ooh. Yeah. Well, and actually, I challenge. Put in the comments where you think the break was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we'll see if you are correct and someone will get a prize. <laughs> so, but it, so we took our mini break and as we were driving past my neighborhood, there's that big, um, where the hell are those little garbanza, like <laughs> garbanzo beans? They're not garbanzo beans. What's the name of like, they're like. Gazebo? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So the the gazebo was like over on the right by the lake and the water fountain and all the things. And like we're, so as we're in the car and we're talking about, I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about Sebastian's vet check. And like as we're driving past, I just turn over to look at the gazebo. And I actually see this little girl in her red dress holding up her red dress while the mom's just sitting there taking pictures of her left and right with a flash and whatever. And then you just see like the dad in the corner being like, oh God. the sky is blue. Like, you know, like, like but then it, like the mom's face and the expression like of her joy taking pictures of her daughter. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, and then her daughter's sitting there being like, posing perfectly mm-hmm. and like hey look at me and the image and the you know the dressing up and I just kind of had this flash of like yeah so much of parenting or a lot of parenting has come from projecting your wants and needs onto your child mm-hmm. instead of just allowing them to be in their own expressionistic self right that's why you know my my mom you see it really irritated that every picture that my nephew was in he was making a face (laughs) and I was like yeah I think they're awesome because it's someday they're gonna be like yep Garrett at seven was making faces in every picture Garrett at eight was making faces in every picture well and it shows their face you know and it just keeps going it's their face yeah the face it's the face that they're Um, in and it's like fantastic I mean like I I have all these pictures (laughs) Of Leo and Kai in little Bucky's onesies Mm -hmm. when they were twinning it out. And they just sit there and they take pictures and make faces together and have so much fun. But I mean, like, that, this picture of the two of them just all being 
like piled on top of each other, laughing, smiling, doing a selfie together is more connectivity and shows really like how how connected they were with each other in their youth and in their siblinghood. Yeah. You know, and then you've got like, you know, the son that literally grabs, you know, food and like has it all over his face and he's just smothered in it. Like yeah. I found it completely entertaining. And so I'm just took a picture because I like Kai has this really crazy food has always been a reactive point for him. Like food, anytime he took something, it would be like the big head nod with the thumbs up, and he knew the food was approved. Like he's always yeah. been my he's food been like, guy. Oh, the food is so good. Yeah, and he goes <laughs> silent. He goes silent, and he does this deep nod, and then he puts his thumbs up, and you're like, "Hey, buddy, how's your food?" And he's like, mm, "Yeah." Mm. Like he's it's like, like he's feeling that all the way down in his gut. Exactly. <laughs> and it, like, and the funny thing, and he, I mean, I also have video of him a couple years back where. We went and got burgers as a family, and of course, like, you know, they had some young servers, and that gave Rudy an opportunity to give them lectures on how to do proper business servicing, but, like, (laughs) even though he's not getting paid for that facility, which is one of the reasons why we kind of reduced a little bit of time eating out during that period, Um, but... He turned the work off. (laughs) Yeah, he couldn't, he he could not turn the work off. Now he's, now he's not as bad. Now he's, now he's fine, Um, but... It was really cute because in him eating his burger, he was just dancing and bobbing back and forth for like a minute in between his bites and everything. And so I just sat there recording him being himself because it was fun. And I do know that sometimes when I take a picture of him now, he'll always ask to see it of him. But I think that's him kind of learning more of what do I look like or was that a good shot or how funny was that? Now, Mm -hmm. do I know if that's him comparing himself to YouTube, I have no clue. I yeah. don't care. But <laughs> but I definitely won't make my kids in completely be posers. Yeah. Outside of like a family portrait. I just I just wonder, like, you know, I know that pictures that we had, it's like somewhere out there and there's a picture of me, you know, smothered in chocolate all across my face from the time I was like, you know, one or two somewhere in there. Chocolate. Right, chocolate. Um I and I it it must have been after two because I was allergic to chocolate and I had allergy shots and so I wasn't allowed to eat chocolate until I was after that so um anyway that that aside but you know it's like we actually have photos like pick up photos and it's like in our digital world where everything is on an iPhone or a whatever you know it's you know are those pictures going to be around for someone to even look at? Or is the technology going to be so outdated that those pictures are just lost? You are touching base on a theory that I have about children finding their identity. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a child, we had photo albums. We had the solitary picture. You had Mm -hmm. the box of drawers with the thing. And then, you know, you ended up having here... You'd have like, oh my gosh, grandma had all these pictures and finally now she's putting together photo albums or blah, 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 right? And I started, I started photo albums like, you know, I was a big photo album crafter type thing. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it kind of merged over and then it was almost like, okay, the photo albums are kind of gone, but it's always in the back of my head. I want to make photo albums of the kids so that they have them physically. And now they do printed ones, which is fantastic because then you can actually condense them and actually put them on a bookshelf and have... All their well, yeah, years without it like being big bulky. A, you can make a book that's just nothing but photos. Correct. Yeah. But my whole thing is, think about the difference to like when I would be feeling like 
slightly melancholy or curious or even bored, right? You're sitting around, you might take off, take one of the photo albums off the bookshelf. Right. And then you sit down with yourself and then you get lost in your old memories. And like some of those memories have nothing to do with you. Some of those memories have like everything to do with, you know, hey, this was a time period that you didn't remember because your cognitive memory wasn't solidified yet. It hadn't even been introduced. It was just you were going through your informative years and you hadn't hit that point. But it's interesting because it was nice to see pictures of yourself before you could remember to see memories that were with your parents or your siblings or different things and experiencing your life through the photos. And then it give you it's almost like giving yourself this big family hug looking back at these pictures and reminiscing over them where today even my kids they don't have a photo album to go back to unless Facebook puts up a picture of a memory which is fantastic and that's why a lot of people love their Facebook memories because it pops up to things that they have clearly forgotten about but really look at these kids these kids are doing more selfies more recording in themselves, more trying to figure out who they are within their identity, where I feel like sometimes if they had a photo album to refer back to, it might help them feel a little bit more grounded in their self-discovery rather than exposing them to an overzealous amount of information or access to things. And then they're just feeling, they're trying on a whole bunch of shit that, and there's no grounding. It's just floating in the air and going from one place to the next and fluttering. Right. And at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, Facebook is so curated. No one puts, no one puts the meltdowns on Facebook, but I don't know about your albums, but there was always the meltdown in there. (laughs) Oh yeah. Always a meltdown in there. Because we thought they were funny. As parents, they're fantastic. Especially when they go and see Santa. Right. And they're like, ah! Like, get me out of this fucking lap. This is a creepy old man. I don't know him. Like, those may not be in the book, but they're still in the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I put them in the... You put them in I the put, book. Yeah, yeah, I put them in the book because they're yeah, funny. They are funny. They're funny. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like... But but all of that stuff, I, I feel like it's going to be, at some point, lost. Um, I do, too. And I think that's sad. That makes a part sad. of... And eternally, I grieve. Yeah. I, I grieve for that time period to which we had that. And I grieve for that for my kids because I don't have photo albums for them. You know, like I, I had some baby ones for Leo. But then, you know, as we get busy with our careers and then like printing, printing wasn't like a normal, you didn't go and pick things to be printed all the time. You know, right. I, I and I do have it on my list of, you know, when I actually... I'm not working or I'm not doing um, so those things that I'm at home like so those are some of the projects that I want to do is craft albums so that my kids can have that if not for them at least for their kids mm-hmm. and 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 when I say for their kids I mean even their kids being able to see where their parents were yeah. because sometimes what life was like yes yeah, sometimes yeah. seeing the comparison of where they were to where you are now very much helps very much like how my daughter had asked me questions about my past um and like a week ago a week ago she kind of it was almost like she kind of drilled me a little bit on like um about yeah. my childhood yeah what was this like what was it like for you right well, yeah. and, the, well and it was kind of nice because you know like I didn't have like the happy childhood mine was 
deranged and um, like kind of corrupted by a narcissistic sociopath that raised my sister and I. So it was, you know, she didn't have perspective of what that was. Like mm-hmm. what was trauma, like trauma in her childhood like? Was it just one day and then things would be fine? Or like, was it a consistent? Like, you know, so she really wanted to me to paint a picture of almost things we would do habitually on a daily basis, you know, like, okay, well, it still looks like normal family, but then you've got, you're walking on eggshells for certain because things. you don't know what's going to happen. Correct. Right. right. And so, and the, like, and it could come from anywhere. Like you mm-hmm. could totally be thinking it's a safe day and then, pfft, ooh, that was one of the worst, you know? So it was very interesting because she asked all the questions. She dug deep with those questions um, and she wanted to learn, she wanted to learn a lot more from her dad, um, to which like, I know that he will comply at some point when he's in that, in that, uh, shareability mode. Um, but also it was kind of nice because she, she was curious, but I would have loved for her to see, like, there are photo albums of me. She could go and look at photo albums and very ask much questions of like, ask questions, but some of the photo albums are from when I don't remember. Right. Because there's so much blocked out. So even though there were happy moments, I don't remember those happy moments. And in right. a lot and I end up getting very overshadowed by the bad, which is a continuous work that I have to do on a daily basis, sometimes even today. Um, just because of where you like sometimes you the you know, the dark clouds can haunt you. Yeah. And um and you just but have think, to go through it one day at a time. But I think like, you know, when you're content and life is okay. That's when it comes... It doesn't create... You know, it doesn't create a memory file because there's no strong emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's why trauma stick with us is because when something bad happens that, you know, or something really, you know, less often, but something really amazing happens, it's like it's enough of an emotional response that it actually, like, triggers you to store that file yeah. in your brain. Like, in, otherwise, like inside out. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of like, well, I don't... I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I have like really random memories of like, oh, I remember a really big gumball machine. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. And I'm like from Ohio. That was the only thing I remember about that trip to Ohio, but I was probably like, you know, four or something. I, I don't know. Um, I remember but, going to Amish country and picking out a cross stitch. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and so I don't even know what part of Amish country I was in. Yeah, I don't. What state? We were on a lake because somewhere on a lake we, you know, rode jet skis, and then there was a really big (laughs) gumball machine. (laughs) That's all I remember. I don't remember anything else about that whole trip. Really big gumball machine. (laughs) How many gumballs? I don't know, but it was really big. (laughs) And I'm sure it was not that big, but you know. I really, I, was small. <laughs> I, I really hope that you go, go get to go back to that gumball machine someday, and actually compare how I probably, big it I, actually was. I probably have one, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that big. Well, go get some gumballs and embrace your experience. 